Thanks for tuning in to the ABC Mission Partners podcast. This is the official podcast of African Bible Colleges, which we use to keep the ministry partners, donors, and friends of ABC informed about ways God is at work in and through the ministries of African Bible Colleges in Malawi, Uganda, and Liberia, and also to have discussions about important topics related to global missions. We would love for you to subscribe to the podcast and share it with any of your friends who you think might be interested. Today's show is another of our Change Maker Snapshot episodes, which we'll be having from time to time. And this particular one is an interview with one of our alumni conducted on ABC Radio Uganda by Dr. Jeremiah Pitts, the Vice Chancellor of our Uganda campus in Kampala. We appreciate Dr. Pitts making this interview available to us, and we will be featuring more of his alumni interviews on future Change Maker Snapshot episodes. So be on the lookout for those. But now, here are Dr. Jeremiah Pitts and Dr. Rogers Atwabembwere. All right, and thank you for being on our program. Would you mind introducing yourself for our listeners? Well, my name is Rogers Atwabembwere. Well, and I'm so glad to have you on the program. Thank you for taking some time with us. Uh, you are an ABU graduate. Could you tell That's us right. what year did you graduate from ABU? Um, I graduated from ABU in 2009. I did a Bachelor of Arts in uh, Biblical Studies with Education. So uh, you were in the first class. 2009 were the first graduates. That's right. And there That's is right. A, you guys have a special name for that class, and I think it's a very appropriate name. What do you guys call that? Well, we call ourselves pioneers. That's right, pioneers. So when I hear pioneers, I have a picture of someone who's, who's cutting through the land, who's establishing something, who's building something new. And uh, that's accurate with you guys. Oh, yes. Uh, in fact, we have an interesting story behind that term, the pioneer. When we first came to ABU in 2005, the place was underdeveloped, the community around, the buildings were still coming up, there was lots of bushes. People who met us and were told that we are studying there, they wondered, can anything good really ever come out of this place? But we came here, we entered our bush, started clearing it, participated in what you see today as ABU, the paradise you see today. I come here and I look at it and I feel so proud that I was part of the people that made the story of what ABU is today. I remember planting bananas, cutting grass, planting pineapples. Every time I go down the football field and I remember I was planting part of the team that planted the grass, one grass after another, after another. And today it is a beautiful carpet. I look at it and I say, wow. Great things God has done. Yeah, it's unbelievable. For a person who came much later, I, I was first here in 2016, then in 2017 uh, for one-week terms. It's almost unimaginable when I hear it described like that, that this was like a farm. And you guys came as qualified university students for a university degree, and uh, but then you had to do a lot of manual labor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of the things that first shocked me. I came here knowing I have come to a Bible school, a theological institution. We will be learning Greek and Hebrew, only to reach here and they give me a hoe. And I'm thinking, am I in the right place? I didn't come here to plant grass and dig gardens. I came here to study the Bible. But of course, as time went by, I realized that studying the Bible was not just learning how to preach well, but also learning how to serve well, how to lead and guide others. And it begins with you. 
So basically what I got at ABU was more than a theological education. It formed me as a person. It helped me to know how to work in a team, to know how to sacrifice, even how to go out of your way to do the things that you find uncomfortable for the greater good. And of course you should know. I learned how to do farming for myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Unexpected education. Uh, yeah. But we praise God for it. I tell you, when, if someone came today uh, and they saw how it was, it, it looks a lot different from then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a paradise. I look at it. I look at the gardens, the beauty. I'm like, oh, my. And I wonder whether people who are in ABU now know that people like us were once part of that story. We do tell them that. We do. We do tell them. Maybe more than they want to hear it. <laughs> I uh, can imagine. Yeah, it, it's helpful to have alumni like you around because uh, the requirements for them now are a little bit different. They're more like the traditional university student now, and very few of them have any outside expectations like that. Mm-hmm. And so it is different, but they do need to hear what you guys went through. It was a challenge, and you came through. But the stories I hear coming out, like you mentioned, about how it's it changed how you thought about things and gave you an education. That's it's beautiful. Mm, so, mm. Uh, so you graduated in 2009, and of course we're recording this in 2021. That's about 12 years ago, mm. and uh, you've been doing a lot since then. And our, our listeners mm. would love to hear what it is you've been doing since mm, you graduated. Mm. Well, currently I serve in two capacities. I should say, number one is that I am the pastor of New City Community Church a Reformed Presbyterian church that is meeting at the campus of ABU. And number two is that I serve as the regional director of the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. This is a -a one-of-a-kind ministry in Africa today that is seeking to equip believers for the defense of the faith, for biblical discernment, and for cult evangelism. We are involved in a lot of research where we monitor new religious movements across Africa, and on that basis inform and equip believers in the churches in Africa on how to understand, identify, and defend their Christian faith. And certainly that would not have been possible apart from the formation that I received from African Bible University. That it was at this university that not only I learned how, what it means to be a Christian, but more importantly, how to open up God's word faithfully. One of the things that brought me to ABU was my awareness of lack of depth in the understanding of the Bible. In fact, now, many years down the road, I look back and I realize I was a false teacher. Many of the things I taught or at least interpreted the Bible were actually not right. But having realized that there was gaps and I needed theological education, I was able to come to ABU where I learned how to handle God's word. And it is on that basis that now I am motivated to help others not to fall in the same trap of false teaching, but rather to be grounded in the Christian faith. Oh, praise the Lord for that. That's amazing. And uh, so you have your your ministry uh, with apologetics, which is all about uh, the contextualization of apologetics. Of course, God's truth is true everywhere, uh, but how it's understood and applied in a specific culture or situation can vary. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the arguments against you that you have to encounter and answer or the way it's presented, that's that's very helpful. And, of course, you have your work with the church as well. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You and I were joking earlier, uh, you being the pastor of New City, it's uh, so close to my house. I can literally just walk there with my family. That's right. And uh, hear very good preaching. And uh, I know that the worship is going to be biblical worship and the sermons are going to be biblically grounded expositional sermons. Mm-hmm. So that's very encouraging for us. Yeah, so, yeah. We praise it. the Lord for that. 
How did you come to ABU originally? It's a very interesting story. I was a young evangelist. I had been working with an organization that was going into schools and trying to to preach a lot in schools. But I had so many questions from young people in schools that I couldn't answer, which first showed to me that there was a lot lacking, not just in my spiritual life, but in my understanding of the Bible. I had been out of school for about five years because I couldn't afford tuition at any of the universities. So five years later, I met a certain man who had heard about African Bible University and they were conducting interviews. I had been hearing these adverts, by the way, on radio, but very funny that whenever I would hear the word African Bible University, I wondered, what kind of university is this that is trying to teach the African way? It sounded to me like it was some kind of uh, training for witch doctors or something. (laughs) I mean, African. Can something be African and be Bible at the same time? So when this man told me to come here for interviews, I was very skeptical. How do I go to a university like that and hope to discover truth? But anyway, I came... I met a few people here who were also doing their interviews. I sat for the interviews. Luckily, I passed them, and I was admitted here at African Bible University. Of course, by then, I had no idea what I was going to get. I was very skeptical, kind of sitting on the fence. I was wondering whether they are going to try to change my theological convictions. By then, I wasn't even sure who I was, by the way, because I had been raised in the Anglican Church, became a Christian in a Pentecostal setting. At the time of coming, I was working with some Anglicans and Baptists, so I had no idea who I really was. And now a number of years down the road, I am a Reformed Presbyterian pastor. So you can see the transition that has happened here. But of course, ABU didn't force me to become a Presbyterian. Just that as I studied the Bible and the scriptures, I was convinced that Reformation theology makes a more convincing case than any other options that I have come across. And today I'm very proud, not just to be a Reformed Christian, but even more importantly, to be part of a culture that finds its truth from the scriptures that have been faithfully exposed. And that is very important for me. Faithful biblical preaching as the foundation for Christian living. I'm just so encouraged that that's your testimony and what you hold dear. That's that's beautiful. That's that's what we long to hear from our graduates, especially those who go on into ministry. So, mm-hmm. uh, our listeners would love to hear some of your future plans. Mm-hmm. What you're what you're hoping mm-hmm. will come forward uh, after this? Well, I can assure you, it won't be far different from what I am doing right now. Living in Africa, where it has been said that uh, Christianity is a mile wide and an inch deep. There is a lot of work that needs to be done, especially in helping believers come back to the scripture as the foundation of the Christian faith. We have so many Christians who have become Christians in so many ways, but with very little Bible teaching. And because they are not discipled, they become vulnerable to all sorts of kinds of of false teachings that you can think about. So today, Africa has been invaded by an influx of cults of all kinds that many people claiming to be Christian actually have no idea what it means to be Christian. And so if there is anything I can do is to challenge believers to come back to the faithful teaching of Scripture, to ground them in the Bible and what it teaches, but even more so the implications of those teachings. And that is largely 
why I am motivated to work for the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. Because we believe that discipled believers are the ones that are discerning enough and are able to defend the Christian faith. So I want to see a generation of believers, especially young people who are coming into the faith today, to be believers who are confident of the faith that they have come to believe, who know the what and the why of their Christian faith, and therefore will not be deceived by teachings that seemingly look Christian, but actually are not. As I speak, so many people have been hurt emotionally, spiritually, physically, just because they innocently or ignorantly believed a lie. And I wonder, what if there was a way in which believers could be challenged to really study the scriptures for themselves, to become believers not on the basis of their pastor, but on the basis of the revealed truth in God's word? What kind of Christianity would be in Africa today? And how would it impact Africa in every other way, not just theologically, but in every area of life? If I can help to shape the generation that is coming up on being grounded in the scriptures, men and women who apply the truth of scripture holistically, I would be a very, very proud man. Well, praise the Lord. That's a huge uh, set of future plans. And you've set a goal, I think, that only could happen if the, the work of the Holy Spirit were working with you. That's right. Uh, and that's so right. That's, a, that's a biblical thing, I think, to do and to pray for. So mm-hmm. uh, are there any other ways that we can be praying for you? Certainly the ways uh, you just mentioned of your future plans. Anything else mm-hmm. that listeners could pray for when they, they hear about you? Well, a ministry like this begins with the faithful work of the local church. And I am very uh, grateful to the Lord who has called me, especially to be a pastor of New City Community Church. I believe that that's the starting point, really. That if God would help us become the kind of church that will mirror what true biblical Christianity looks like on a practical level, then we would become the light of the world, or I should say the salt of the earth. And so my prayer is that we would, uh, I would focus my energies on helping members of our church to understand the Bible and to become catalysts, to take those things that they learn to as many people as possible. But that can't happen if you don't have a good biblical leadership, if you don't have a focused worship that is really biblical, and if you do not have uh, uh, people who are motivated to go out and spread that which you are learning. So would you pray for our church? especially for our church leadership, that we would keep this burden of grounding our members in biblical truth and challenging them to do the same out there where they go. If we can become the model of what we are trying to replicate, then people have an idea of where we are going and therefore they know how to join us, whether in partnership or in prayer or even in taking that which we have established and introducing it in areas where we may never go. I think that's a prayer that everybody can get behind. I, you know, the empowering of the local church, uh, equipping of ministry, uh, the demonstration of godly means, uh, what we see in the scriptures happening in real life around us. Uh, these are all very exciting things to hear. So thank praise you. the Lord. And thank you so much for your time, Pastor Rogers. You're welcome. Thank you, too. Thanks again for listening today. If you've not already done so, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that when our next episode comes out, you'll be able to listen in again. And please do share the show with anyone whom you think might be interested in learning more about the ways that lives are being transformed by the gospel of Jesus in Africa through students, alumni, faculty, and staff of ABC. 
Also, if you'd like to listen to more of Dr. Pitt's interviews with our alumni there in Uganda, you can find them on his podcast page, which we provided for you in the show notes. Uh, Feel free to leave us a comment or email us with questions or comments at podcast at africanbiblecolleges.net. The music on the podcast, as always, is by Psalm Project Africa, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And finally, to learn more about the ministries of ABC or to make a donation, visit us on the World Wide Web at www.africanbiblecolleges.com. 